What's up, everybody? This is Kellen, and this is a, a Christian in a Conspiracy World. Welcome back to another another amazing episode. I'm looking forward to this week's podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the Georgia Guidestones and uh, everything pertaining to uh, the Guidestones. And before we get into the uh, Guidestones, I would love to read our, our scripture. Uh, and like I said... Uh, I'm going to be reading the scripture either in the beginning or in the end of every episode, and I just want us to know that uh, that we're not a doom and gloom type of a podcast. We're not going to be um, what the conspiracy world calls a uh, black pilled all the time. You know, we're not going to be worrying or dreading. You know, but I want everybody to know that there's hope in this world, and our hope is found in Jesus. So, right, real quick, I want to read this scripture. It's found in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12. It says, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and do not live in dread of what frightens them. You know, the, you know that's pretty clear. You know, that's what the Word says. The Word of God said, you know, instructs us not to fear the way the world fears. So as we get into these episodes, um, you know, whether it's uh, this week's episode or episodes we do down the road... Um, as dark as they'll get, as dark as they may get, um, we're never going to fear the way the world fears, the way people who don't have Christ fear. You know, we're not going to f- have that fear in us, but we're going to have Christ with us. We're gonna, we're gonna be, uh, you know, we're gonna be uh, people who have victory. You know, that we're moving forward, that we have hope in our lives. So, anyway, let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the Georgia Guidestones. Um, so I just want to give a brief history before we get into what's written on these guidestones and the conspiracies behind it. So the first thing we 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 want to go over is uh, where where it's located. It's in Alberton, Georgia. Um, that's I believe ninety miles west. Oh, I forgot. I didn't write that down. I think it's ninety miles west of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this town is known as the uh, the granite capital of the world. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of fun facts about this place. Um, I watched tons of videos uh, last week on granite. <laughs> I get um, I get captivated by by how things are made. You know the process that it takes. You know on not just granite, but everything that we see. Uh, I love I love the show how it's made. <laughs> so I kind of uh, kind of learned a lot about granite this week. Um, but anyway, uh, in 1979, uh, an individual by the name of R.C. Uh, of R. C. Christian, um, otherwise known as Robert C. Christian, came into Albertson, Georgia with the idea of creating the Georgia Guidestones. So, Albertson um, Granite Finishing Company was the company that Christian, um, Mr. Christian went and um, approached. And he told the company that this... Uh, that this would have to be a, a monument that would um, survive any type of catastrophic event, and he he gave the details to the to the granite company as well, as far as the layout, the blueprint, everything that is pertained to the to the guidestones. And at the end of the uh, the the detailing, uh, after he described how this monument was to be made and what position it was supposed to be put, laid out, um, it was very suspicious because uh, the, the Georgia Guidestones ultimately became a compass, a calendar, and a clock. And uh, 
And so the the owner of uh, Albertson Granite Finishing Company, Joe uh, Finley, Finley, he became very suspicious of um, RC RC Christian, and only because the layout and the blueprint and the detail of the project was um, it was very suspicious, but it was also very um, alarming and. Um, and it was everything that uh, that was uh, written out, uh, and, and you know, as we go on, we'll we'll discover why um, Joe Finley was very, um, I guess, afraid of of committing to this job of creating the the guidestones. So he gave him a, an outrageous price. Uh, Joe gave Mister Christian uh, uh, an outrageous price. I, I tried to go and look on websites. I tried to look for the pricing. Uh, maybe a receipt, but I never, I was never able to find, um, the pricing for it. So, so, uh, according to a couple of, uh, sources, uh, it was a six figure contract that, uh, Mr. Christian ended up signing. Um, it, and according to Mr. Christian, um, money wasn't a, a problem. Money was never an issue. So he needed to get done because according to, uh, Mr. Christian, he told uh, Finley that he represented a small group of 20 people um, and that they had been planning this this uh, monument for years. Um, so, again, it was a six-figure price, and on March 22nd, 1980, the monument was unveiled before 100 people. So, I tried to look for those 100 people that attended that day. I didn't find too much... Um, you know, there's so many, so many little details that go into this project, and I would, I would personally love to know who those hundred people are that were there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it were a few elites that were there that have money, power, that you know have influence over nations. I'm pretty sure there were people there, <laughs> but um, uh, I also want to kind of go over some facts and some writings that are on the monument. So a couple of facts uh, before we jump into the monument itself. There's a slab just a few um, feet west of the monument site. And this slab has blink dates on it. Um, and these dates were supposed to be the day of its, uh, of its construction and the day of its, uh, of its how would you say, uh, undigging, <laughs> I guess you would say. Uh, because... According to this slab, they were they put a slab over a uh, time capsule. So there was a time capsule, and what was in this time capsule? I'm not too sure, but they buried it underneath this slab of rock, and it's a it's a nice looking monument. It's just a flat, nice looking slab of rock that's you know kind of dug into the ground, and underneath it there's a time capsule supposedly underneath it, and um and also that what's written uh, not only blank dates but um. It's also written that uh, on the slab is um, is that the people that dedicated the the monument are people that are looking to embrace an age of reason. So you know that's just a fun little fact you know um, that's there at the monument. If you were to ever visit visit it, um, that would be there and. Uh, kind of questionable there's a there's a ton of cameras so you can't like 
dig it up yourself or you can't vandalize the property because there's a ton of cameras there. Uh, not that I've been there, but I've just seen videos and there's, yeah, there's a lot of cameras that are watching over the monument. Um, so anyway, uh, at the top of the monument, so the, the monument structure itself, if you've never seen it, I'll try to, uh, describe it. <laughs> so there's, f there's four, uh, tall slabs, four tall slabs, uh, uh, what is it, rectangle slabs that are standing up, they're standing in four different directions, um, you know, they're, they're just big, uh, rectangles that are just pointing in four different directions, and there's a slab that sits on top of those four, of those four slabs, and on those four slab, uh, uh, that slab that's on top of the, the four um, there, there's some ancient writings on them, um, and it's pretty amazing because they're written on the sides of it, and it's, uh, and it's just the dedication of the, the monuments and, um, and the purpose behind it, kind of like a little mission statement, but they're written in, in, um, four ancient languages, and the ancient languages are Babylonian, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient e Egyptian, you know, so... So, uh, as you can see, you know, as we kind of learn about this uh, monument and what's written on him, you know, I, we can begin to understand why Mr. Joe was a little uh, freaked out by building this uh, monument for Mr. Christian. Um, and, and also throughout the monument, there are, um, there are different points. Like I said, this, this structure was built. In such a way that it recorded the sun, uh, all this, you know, when it would be summertime, when it would be winter, um, it recorded, uh, different, um, different times the sun would, uh, would, you know, the, do, do, dealing with day, daylight savings, you know, it had to do a lot with the sun. Um, also there was, um, certain points on the monument itself that pointed to certain parts of the sky, certain stars that, um, that mean something to astrology, uh, astrologists, you know, people that study the stars. Um, so, you know, there's certain, um, there's certain, uh, holes in the, in the, in the monument that keep track of those things. And, um, and also, uh, the main part, the main portion, the main scary part of the, the monument is um is on these uh, on these columns or they're not even columns but these huge slabs there's uh there's there's um uh, eight different languages that are written on each slab so the, the the and they're the most eight common languages here on earth which are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese and Russian. So you know, and we're gonna go over right now um, what's written on these um, on these slabs, and and as I go along, as I read these slabs, I'm gonna kind of uh, give my own interpretation to what I think it means because other than the first one that I'm gonna read, the rest sound like like um, like they're really good things that we should have in society, but uh, it, you know, once once we kind of look into what these were, when we look past what the words say, uh, it's kind of scary, because, uh, what this, what these stones are referring to is a controlled government, a, uh, one world government, it's, it's, uh, some pretty crazy stuff, uh, so let's get, let's go ahead and get into it, um, so the first, the first thing that's written, uh, is maintain 
humanity under 5 million in perpetual balance with nature. So, so these people who wrote this out believe that we should be balanced out with nature with only 500 million people. And 500 million people sounds like a lot, but as of 2019, you can search this up yourself, as of 2019, the population of Earth is officially at 7.6 billion people. <laughs> so, to bring that population down to only 500 million people, um, I don't know how they're going to do that. What the, you know, I don't know what, what they're suggesting at here, but that's a lot of people that have to go. Um, to bring it down to be balanced with nature, and so as we as we read a little bit about uh, the next things that are written, you know, a lot of it has to do with nature, and the people that that founded the, these monuments, that created these monuments, they they believe in some pretty crazy stuff. So let's let's keep going. Uh, so the second one is guide production wisely, improving fitness and diversity now if we were to read that and we just kind of skimmed over that was you know we could all agree okay yeah that's something we need in our lives that's something we need uh but i think of china and i think china is kind of like the they're kind of like the guinea pigs to this whole um to to the georgia guidestones you know whether that's true or not i'm not sure this is just you know again my my uh, observation of these of what's written on these guidestones so when i when i read guide production wisely improving fitness and diversity i think of a controlled government a controlled economy a controlled people um right now in china i believe that you're only allowed to have one child every family is allowed one child per per household so that's kind of what they're, they're suggesting here is that we would um, guide reproduction of uh, human beings. That we would do it wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Um, and we see this with iPhones, uh, with Fitbits. They tell us when to get up, when to walk, that we've been sitting too long. You know, and again, that's not nothing too alarming. But, you know, if, if this is like a futuristic government that's running the world, um, what's fitness to them? And what is diversity? So, again, you're going to be told, you know, uh, how much you should work out. You know, you're going to, it's, it's, it's pointing towards uh, your, your rights being taken away, ultimately. So, that's the second one. The third one is uh, unite humanity with a new, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I missed a huge part. <laughs> unite humanity with a living new language. So, I know that Christ, he talked about you know, um, you know, in the end times and how, and how there would be a, a one world government. And, uh, and also when it comes to one world government, you know, that points towards a one, a one new language, you know, that takes away from diversity. I mean, <laughs> as far as from na nationality, you know, that there's going to, this is indicating that there's going to be only one government, you know, there's only going to be one language that you and I are going to have to learn, and um, and I'm I'm pretty curious if we were to learn or if we were to speak outside of this universal language, I wonder what the punishments would be for that. <laughs> you know, uh, so number four says rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. 
So they're talking about ruling your faith. They're talking about ruling your tradition, your passion. If you're, you know, they're talking about ruling that with a with a tempered reason. And and again, these are people that are in control. This isn't uh, some type of benevolent um, scripture written from God. This isn't some type of. These are human beings writing this. And if we all understand human beings. They, we are, we are some evil people. Even the best person is uh, got evil in them, you know. You know, the the best human being here on earth has got a lot of evil in them. So, so when it says rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with temperate reason, they're controlling our faith. They're controlling what we believe in. That's indicating towards a new religion, a religion that they want us to believe. Uh, they, again, when I say they, I'm referring to the elites. The people who have power, people who own lands, people that have um, um, money invested in governments. And that's true because if you look at donors who donate to uh, you know, presidents that run, whether it's in this country or other countries, those are the people that run this world because it's their money. Their money is what puts these people in office and that money is what controls those people that are in office. So... So uh yeah you know they they want us to back to they 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 want to control our religion they don't want us to believe in Jesus they don't want us to believe in God they don't want us to believe in heaven they want us to believe uh and I'll get down to it but the infinite they want us to believe in the created things that's this you know this is just my interpretation uh so that's number 4 number 5 is protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts now that's, that, that sounds amazing. Uh, again, that sounds really amazing. But these people are not talking about preserving your constitutional rights, your bill of rights. No, those are going to be long gone. They're going to talk. They're going to come up with new laws, and they're just. They're going to be just. Um, or their courts are going to be just. And it's like, okay, so if if they're going to come up with the new laws, then they're obviously going to put in their own people in the courts to rule over the courts and again we're going to you and i we're going to be controlled we're going to be controlled and we're going to be told what to do um you know whether it's us the people or nations you know uh, there's going to be a universal law there's going to be universal courts that are going to take over according to this uh guidestone you know uh so number six says let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court so even nations, they're not going to have any power over their own, uh, over over their own nations. They're going to have to report to a world court people that are not elected, and they're going to have to get wise counsel from again human beings in in uh, in the world courts. And uh, you know, nationality won't be a, it'll be a thing of the past. Number seven says avoid petty laws and useless offices or officials. So. Again, avoid petty laws and useless officials. This, I believe, is already taking place. Uh, we're seeing a little bit take place in uh, in uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, I believe, the mayor uh, deemed that if anybody uh, steals anything under $500, that they won't go to jail. They won't have any type of penalty. So, you know, there's videos on TikTok, on YouTube of people just taking, um, you know, groceries, food, uh, different things that are under $500 from these, from Target and from, you know, stores like that Walmart. And um, they do nothing because it's a petty law. And, 
And when the officers come, they find out that it's under 500. They don't do nothing. The, the, the officers are just like, you know, that's, that's useless for us to pursue. You know, we're not going to do anything about it. So that's, uh, that's pretty much happening. And, you know, and if this were to go into full effect, this, this, uh, little commandment, um, then what would be petty? What would become petty? Would your, would your life become petty? Would my life become petty? And, uh, and would officers care if somebody stole from you and I or, or, you know, or rape or anything like that? Would, would those become petty laws? So again, we, 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 we don't know what these types of laws are going to be because these aren't American laws. These aren't constitutional laws. These are laws that, that, uh, that the elite want to bring into power. So we got to, you know, those are questions that we have to have in back of our minds because we're not talking about American poli- politics here. We're talking about about elite globalist politics. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Again, I think of China when I read that. China right now, they have a social credit uh, credit scoring system. So uh, if an inv- if an in- individual there in China... Um, you know they have a they have a, a a whole layout of rules of what they can and cannot do. So you know there are areas where in the public where you can smoke and where you can't smoke. And if this individual were to smoke a cigarette and be caught smoking in a non-smoking area, his credit score would get would get a ding, and it would go down. And let's say he buys ten video games, his credit score is taking another hit. Let's say he buys too much food for the week. His credit score is taking a hit, and it's going down and down and down to the point where you could get evicted. You can't find a great, uh, you can't find a good uh, apartment, um, and also you can't even take a plane or train out of that city. You're stuck there until you uh, attend to your social duties, or until you tend to getting your credit score back up. You know, and um, and that's just kind of how things are run in China. You know, and, and number eight is is kind of hinting towards that lifestyle of you and I that our personal rights will be taken if we don't fulfill our social duties again what are the social duties going to be you know I mean we see a lot with with leftist um, ideology here in America um, you know it's it's ridiculous you know a lot of laws that were passed in, in California you know if if you look at some of the laws that are passed in California you know, like there's over, I think, 74, last time I read, it's over 74 genders. You know, that's that's a social duty, you know, that, that it's our social duty to make sure that if somebody uh, lists themselves as one of those genders, that it's our social duty to um, to make sure that they, um, that we know that that's what their gender is and we got to associate them by that gender. Um you know, that's just a ridiculous thing, you know, that, that California has passed. And uh, there's many others out there as far as, like, leftist ideology. And um, and I believe that's the type of uh, extremes that this, uh, this commandment here, balance personal rights with social duties, I believe that's what their aim is to do, you know, uh, to control us. And, um, again, we don't know what these social duties are. Uh, number nine, prize truth. Beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And here we go again with the infinite. You know, um, uh, this is like very new agey. You know, uh, when I read this, very new agey as far as the new age religion. And, um, 
you know, the infinite, the infinite, the universe, when people, when you hear people talk about that, oh, I'm, I'm in tune with the universe, and I'm in tune with, with, uh, with the infinite, you know, that what they're saying is, uh, they're saying that, that, uh, they're worshiping the created things. The Bible says that there will come a day when people will worship the created rather than the creator. So for you and I, as Christians or people that are listening that may not be Christian, we have to be aware of that because what we're ultimately putting our energy to, our minds, our hearts to, is is uh, demonic stuff. You know, putting our our, our hope in the, the infinite. Because when you put the hope in the infinite, when you put the hope in, uh, in the universe, you're putting your hope into loneliness. You're putting your hope into hate, into, into uh, you know, negative negativity and uh you know that's why as christians when we put our hope in christ who's over the infinite who who is outside of the laws of the infinite because he there's no beginning with our with our lord then we have hope we have hope you know we have hope of of living um life eternally with christ and and um you know that's just kind of where where we set at you know because putting our hope in the universe leads to nothing you know because a lot of things that you know people believe as far as the universe it's it's hopeless when you get into that area so that's number nine number 10 is uh be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature leave room for nature so don't be a cancer according to this uh, commandment it says do not be a cancer you're a bad person stay in your house stay in your home don't leave you know you're you're terrible per we kind of already see this playing out as well here in um since 2020 you know they've you know with this virus uh covid-19 you know they've shut down economies they've shut down the world and um you know, in a lot of places, and a lot of people have lost their their livelihoods. They've lost their jobs. They've lost a lot of a lot of things, and it's all in the name of of safety and science. And uh, you know, and now they're talking. You know, and uh, shoot, I'll I'll probably find a video. But there's a, a video where they're talking about how um, quarantine would be like what might become a, a normal thing. Where we shut down the world for a few weeks so that the earth can heal, you know, and, and again, that's all part of the, these Ten Commandments, the modern day Ten Commandments. <laughs> so those are, those are the ten things that are listed there. Um, you can go ahead and, um, you know, type it in into Google and you'll be able to find out uh, what's written on those guidestones and it's some scary stuff. So right now I kind of want to talk about the elites, the elites who are involved with this monument, but also the beliefs that they have. Because like I said, uh, a lot of the the beliefs, you can see the beliefs of this group reflected on the guidestones when you really uh, research and look into them. So the elitist group that's involved are known as the Rosicrucians. Um, now they were uh, founded in the medieval times around the uh, times of the Crusades. Along the side with the Knights Templar, uh, according to my uh, findings, and uh, the founder uh, might have never existed. The person who founded the group might have never, it, but it was a group of people, um, a group of doctors and alchemists um, who created the Rosicrucian um, society. And they, they, the the funny thing is, is they consider themselves christians they uh they are rosicrucian christians and um and that's what they they, they believe that they are um, 
you know, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, but everything about it is so twisted because they have the elements involved. They, they, one of their beliefs is they believe in astro astronomy, uh, astrology. I think it's astrology, right? The people who study the stars, they believe in it, you know, not only just looking at stars through telescopes, but they believe that they can get messages like, uh, like, like, you know, when you go online and you read your, uh, like your Pisces or your Aries, you know, the, the, the constellations, uh, that's what they, they put their hope in that type of stuff. Reading off the stars, predicting the future off the stars and different things. They, that's what they believe in. They also believe in psychic abilities such as mind control. You know, they believe that, uh, humans have a circuit frequency and that if we tap into it, uh, through our minds, we can control other people. Um, it's, it's some pretty heavy stuff if you go down that rabbit trail. Uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll cover mind control and everything pertaining to it. <laughs> but it, it is pretty, it is pretty crazy. So that's what these people believe so far. The people that have written the rules for the Georgia Guidestones, <laughs> they believe in this stuff. And also their belief in Jesus is a crazy idea. So, as Christians, we believe that Jesus was God, that he walked with God in the Garden of um, Eden. You know, he was with God in the very beginning when he spoke, um, you know, that Jesus had always been with God. And uh, and one day, Jesus came down and was um, was was a son of uh, Mary the Virgin. She gave birth to Jesus uh, because the Holy Spirit had had uh, impregnated uh, Mary and she became and she was able to give birth to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ lived a life a sinless life and he ended up taking his cross and he died for our sins as a sinner uh, labeled as a sinner and he ended up freeing you and I he ended up dying uh, cleaning us for for our sins he washed us clean with our sins by his blood so that's just kind of a, a basic uh, gist of what Christians believe, but this is what these people believe. They believe that Jesus was a man that was born here on earth that learned how to become God. And and they believe that we can take that same path, that we can be born as men and, or women, and we could take the path that Jesus took and we, became, and we can become God as well. That's what they believe. And again, for us as Christians, you know, that's... Uh, that's not that's not lined up with our, our our faith and our belief, and the Rosicrucians, uh, you know, they're they consider themselves Christians, but it's false doctrine is what they're following ultimately, and um, you know, and, and uh, they also believe in uh, the circle, uh, the solar cycle. Again, it goes back to the astrology or is it astrology. I'm pretty sure it's astrology. Uh, the people that study the stars, um, you know, they uh, they believe in. Um, watching the sun, they believe in, um, you know, observing it and seeing, you know, they believe that, you know, and it's true, solar flares do come off of uh, the sun and it does affect the earth, but they, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they, they study all that and they look deeper into it and the meaning behind different positions of the sun and different positioning of the, of the, uh, of the planets and how there's a certain uh, power or aura that's developed when they're in, you know in tune and in line it's it, it gets deep it gets heavy with their belief system and the reason i felt like bringing up their beliefs is because these are the people again that wrote the georgia guidestones you know uh, i should say allegedly 
wrote the Georgia Guidestones. Um, because it's believed that R.C. Christian was a, a Rosicrucian who, um, you know, he was a member, a high-ranking member, and they were able to install that uh, monument, and everything was kept a secret. Um, so, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's some interesting things, you know, when you get into the, to that aspect. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, the conspiracies here, um, with this one, again, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you know, as, as we've discovered who these people are and what the, the meaning behind these, uh, these commandments are, you know, the, the, the conspiracy, the ultimate conspiracy behind the Georgia Guidestones is it's a it's a plan for global takeover that's the ultimate conspiracy behind this that it's a it's a guide for for the elites it's like a reminder or like a what do you a declaration of how they're gonna you know come about their one world government come about their their global plan of total control um so that's who these people are and again um the people of interest who've studied this, uh, I'm going to go through this list. Uh, Brad Meltzer, he had his own episode on uh, on the Georgia Guidestones on the History Channel. Um, I don't, you know, he's I, he's a very questionable person. I don't, I don't know um, how he believes today or what he believes in today. But uh, he might have been a bought out individual just to make you know the Georgia Guidestones look like it's just some. Um, it's an art piece or whatever, because uh, Brad Meltzer, he ultimately came to the conclusion that in the Cold War, um, there was a a scare that the Russians would launch um, missiles at us, nuclear missiles at, at the United States, and that we would do, uh, we would launch missiles right back at them, uh, nuclear missiles, causing a, a nuclear winter, causing the world to collapse, and uh, they, he believed that the reason they put these guidestones there in 1979 um, was so that the people that survived would have, um, would have kind of like a guide to get back to society of building Earth again, and um, for me, I don't, I don't know, man. That first one just, it gets me every time because that could be true, uh, but to maintain it under 5 million people, uh, that's pretty specific, that's pretty specific details and instructions for people to follow. <laughs> so for me, I don't know, you know, Brad Meltzer, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened, you'll ever listen to this, but I think that's, that's, uh, that's not true, <laughs> you know? That's uh, baloney, I guess. Uh, so another person to, to another person of interest is Jay Wild, Wildener. Um, he believes uh, that R.C. Christian or the Rosicrucian uh, Society, they all they were planning to do was uh, alert the Earth, alert the world to uh, to uh, catastrophic events and how to be prepared, and if things were to happen, um, that we could look to that those guidestones. So. I don't know. This guy, he seems pretty shady to me. He's uh, he's another suspect, you know, that kind of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He believes that the Rosicrucians have a, a good-hearted intent behind their uh, behind their plan or behind these Guidestones. Uh, Richmond Wildey, he studies the foundation of the Georgia Guidestones. So this man, he's um, he's gone thoroughly. He's dug deep into the... into the side of the... Um, uh, he's dug deep into the the conspiracy behind the Georgia Guidestones. He's another good one, you know. He um, 
he's more neutral. He doesn't really lean on either side, whether it's conspiracy or what the media says to be true. He doesn't lean on either side. He just kind of keeps a, a. So if you, he's another good one to kind of get you know just solid facts from. Uh, nothing. No. 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 Um, what is it? Uh, bias opinions i guess you could say uh so and then another one is van smith who's completely on the opposite side of the rosicrucians he believes that they have nothing but an agenda uh, evil agenda uh to end the world to end the world as we know it to bring to kill people through vaccination through um global disease through uh, war you know he believes that that there's secret societies that are plotting and planning um these things uh, pretty interesting fella to to look into uh randall sullivan uh he wrote uh, a book about the evils of the guidestones um again he uh he just gives the facts out in his book you, you're able to read the book and uh, see for yourself you know just kind of the suspicious um side of the guidestones and um there's more uh, in-depth detail. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, uh, Dr. Loris Magnani. Uh, that's M-A-G-N-A-N-I. If you were to want to look this person up, uh, that's how it's spelled. Um, and he's uh, another person who who uh, studies uh, solar flares and... Um, different catastrophic events that could possibly happen in the near future um he was kind of the one of the ones leading the uh leading the charge in uh, uh behind 2012 uh i don't know if you were alive <laughs> uh back in the back in 2008 2000 you know 7 2006 but there was a lot of talk about 2012 in those days and how 2012 was going to be the day that the earth ended and all this crazy stuff and he kind of led the charge in that because he had a lot of uh, scientific facts as far as solar flares and um you know different um asteroids and comets that he was following so he's another person of interest uh to this whole thing because uh he's connected to um to studying the georgia guidestones and looking at and, and uh, proving that their uh, alignment of the stones are lined up to um the astronomy, astrology, I'm sorry, the astrology of the stars, you know, the, the constellations. So, you know, that's why uh, I felt like putting them in there was a important thing, you know, and, and these are just kind of the, uh, a few, a few faces, you know, of course there's more, uh, more people that have studied this. Um, but these are kind of the people that are big into it. They have a lot of information, and, um, you know, and of course there's people, uh, on all sides, uh, that have more information as far as like the conspiracy side of things, you know, uh, Van Smith will probably lead you to, uh, you know, other conspiracy theorists, Jay Wildener will probably lead you to more scientific reasoning, uh, people of reason, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's, it's, uh, this is just kind of like a, a starter kit, I guess, if you will, for, if you were to look, look for yourself and research these things, um, so I have a final thought here, um, and I'm going to go ahead and read this scripture. It's uh, it's John fifteen nineteen, and it says this: If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So my final thought is this: So as Christians, we that's where we have our hope. We we find our hope in Christ. We find our hope in, in who He is. 
we've given our lives to him. For those of us that have given our lives to him, we've given it to him and we put our hope in him. Our hope that he's forgiven us of our sins, that we'll be able to spend eternity with him. That's where we have our hope. You know, and and the reason I want to read this scripture as far as not belonging to this earth is that the reason we don't belong to this earth, the reason you and I don't belong to this earth is because we're we're not a part of the group that owns this earth. You know, you, me, and, and other Christians and other people that are listening to this, we're not of this world. Christ has pulled, has chosen us, and he's chosen us out of this world. So we don't have the same mindset as the rest of this world has. We don't have the mindset of elites. You know, because the elites, they have a completely different mindset because they own all the land, they own all the gold, they own all the money, they own all the business, they own everything here on this earth. This is their kingdom, and they think differently. They have a different mindset. They don't think the way you and I think. They they don't think with generosity. They don't think with love. They don't think with joy. They don't think, you know, they have their evil ambitions that drive them, you know, to, to take over the world. You know, and, and they have dark arts, which, you know, I'll do an episode on that and it'll make more sense. But when Jesus, when, we, when I read this scripture, that's why Jesus told us that. Is we don't belong to this world. This world does not belong to us because we don't think like they think. We don't think the way they think. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of who of who these people are because we should fear the, the one that has our, that has the judgment on us. That's the one we should fear who is God. But until then we, we you know we gotta have an understanding, you and I, that we're not of this world. So so I want us to think about that. Think about this throughout this week that we're not of this world because I want to give a little insight and in, into the, the the mindset of an elitist. So an elitist, this is what an elitist thinks, uh when he thinks of you and I. This is what he think they think whether it's he or she, they think that we are useless eaters. They think that you and I are, you know, just that useless eaters, that we don't contribute nothing to this earth. And that's the second thing that they believe, that we are people who don't contribute, that we don't give back to the earth, that we don't give back, that we create nothing but problems, that we're... Or people that are consumed with TikTok, or people that are consumed with YouTube, or people that are consumed with our fast food, with our easy living, our vehicles. They believe that we are just useless eaters. People, and they also believe that we are, we are living useless lives, you and I. That the, the house, the wife, or kids, that those are useless ambitions to live life. They think that they have a, a greater mindset, a greater thought process. They, they believe that them and a certain select group of the people that they choose contribute to the earth. That they contribute um, to the betterment of earth. You know, and, and, and these are people that they think, that they deem as better than you and I. And this is what these, these elitists think. So... My question here today that I want you to answer on your own and, you know, in the future when I create my own uh, email account, which I'll probably create in a couple of weeks, maybe next week or, you know, soon, is do you think we, do you think it is right and just for us to kill the population for the betterment of the earth? I want you to think about that question. Answer that question for yourself. Whether you're a Christian or not Christian, I want you to think of that question 
and answer it. Because I'll give you my answer right now. I see what the elites see when it comes to useless eaters. Are there people out there who are useless? Yes. Are there people out there who are consumed with the with the simple things of life? Yes. Are there people who don't contribute to anything in this world? Yes. Are there lazy people out there? Yes. I see all of it. I see all of it. I see it through the TikToks. I see. I see it through the YouTube, um, you know, the YouTube channels, the different people that create different content. I see it. I see it on Facebook. I see just how meaningless life can be. How meaningless a lot of people's lives can be. I see all that. But do I think that those people deserve to die? No. I believe that humans, we were put on this earth by God. To 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 be who to be the to be the best versions of ourselves that God put us all here on this earth so that we could you know so that we could live and worship Him. But a lot of us we didn't choose that path. Uh, I'm talking about atheists. I'm talking about you know people who just flat out don't believe in God or have other religious beliefs. You know, and, and now we're here on earth and we have all these issues. And I think that. As Christians, we were put here, we were saved, we were pulled out of this world so that we could go and, and, and be the doctor to this world, that we could go and, 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 and spread the love and, and, and hope of Jesus Christ, you know, and, and I believe, you know, to answer this question that yes, we, 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 uh, not yes to killing people, but yes to to humanity. That people can survive. That that the that the global crisis that we see from uh, today, you know, as far as you know, whether it's the the COVID nineteen, whether it's um, global hunger, whether it's you know um, massive pollution, you know, whatever the the global crisis is that we face as a human beings, I believe that if we reach out and we truly work with human beings individually, we go into dark hidden places, right? And we get, we get, we pull those treasures because there's treasures in those ghettos. There's treasures in, 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 in third world countries. There's people that have mindsets that will blow people that we consider smart out of the water, but we got to do our job as humans to go in and fish those people out, pull them out, you know, because those people out there that are geniuses that don't have uh, uh, the privileges that we have, you know, and it's our duty and, and uh, to go in as Christians and, and, and not only pull them out of the, the place where they're at, but pull the, pull what the God-given uh, talents out of them, that they may be displayed, that we may be able to, to live as... as um, as God intended us to live here on this earth, and uh, you know, and I believe that we can be a, a a force that is that is positive for the earth itself. You know that that we can reverse you know all these issues, but we got to reach out. That's my that's my answer. Is that no, we shouldn't kill people, but we should work with the people. That we should inspire the people. You know, that starts with change. It starts to change with our government. That starts to change with, with how our kids are, um, the education system. You know, that starts with that. You know, I mean, here in America, we have a pretty bad education system. You know, we can't blame uh, pop the population and, and, and the growth of uh, the population. We can't just blame that. It's lazy. That's a lazy cop-out. You know, there, there's a, you know, there's a... 
There's a way that we could get people to succeed. There's a way that we could make that happen. So, you know, that's that's my answer. That's my answer. And I would, you know, hopefully in the near future, you guys could, you know, send me, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would send it to me, but I would love to hear everybody's input on, um, whether or not it's a good thing to kill the population. And I, I you know, and, and, you know, if, if, if there ever comes a time where you're able to express that through the email I'm going to create, I would love to hear the opposite side of it. I would love to hear more of an argument. You know, I would, I would love to hear, uh, you know, all, all aspects. And, uh, you can hear my input as a Christian, you know, that's what this podcast is all about, you know, and, um, and with that, you know, uh, again, if you're listening to this, I, I just want to remind you that that um, as we dig, dig dig deep into these podcasts, uh, these these topics I want to get into, they're gonna get dark. And if if you're not tender towards the heart, you don't have a tender heart towards the Lord. Uh, these conspiracies will will really tear your life up. They'll really mess with your life. They'll really destroy your life. Um, you know, and you really gotta have a you know you you really should have Christ in the center of your heart you know just like the scripture we read in the beginning you know like that we shouldn't fear and be frightened the way the world is the way they are you know but that we should we should take courage because we have we have a god who created us we have a god who sees us as special the 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 global elites they don't see us as special they see us as useless leaders but the lord our god sees us as special he sees us lord as a, as a people that that need that not only need his grace but they also need a, a God that will show them how good He is. Because trust me, our God is a good God. Jesus Christ, He's, you know, He's a, He's a great God. He He He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And if if you don't know who He is, I I strongly advise you know to to find out for yourself. You know, and and maybe one day we'll we'll go down that spiritual path in this podcast with with Christ and the importance of having him in our lives, you know? Um, but with that, you know, um, it's another great episode. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, next, next week, I know I'm going to be diving into the great reset and, uh, I'm going to, you know, really talk about the people behind the great reset, uh, the global powers, the elites that I keep referring to. We're going to begin to discover who these elitists are. Uh, it's going to be an amazing, fun time. I, I can't wait for next week. I, I pray that you have a great rest of your week. Uh, you know, until next time, this is Callan, a Christian in a conspiracy world. Uh, God bless you all. I thank you once again for tuning in. Um, and until next time, God bless.